0: And now, your hosts for today's show. Michelle and Heather and Heather. So
1: (laughs) the three of us are in our living room today, and our topic for today's show is progression, not perfection. And this topic comes because of an experience I had, and I was in a coaching session with a business coach, and we were in a group. And one of the participants mentioned that she had a hard time moving forward on her life vision, and she felt like this was a reason she couldn't quite name, couldn't quite define. So she was asking the question, how do I get unstuck? Because I don't seem to get past the ever-growing, ever-changing to-do list. So the business coach asked the question just right out of the gate. So how long have you been a perfectionist? Mm -hmm. And it was dead silence. This was a, a phone call and the, it was just dead silence and I thought you know what I probably would have had the same reaction which the next thing that she said was well I'm not a perfectionist I don't see myself as a perfectionist and as the discussion continued and this coaching began it was really clear to this woman as as it was to me that she had been stuck in perfectionism and that perhaps many of us are kind of stuck in perfectionism when we can't move forward and changing her thinking is what is going to help us move forward. So the answer on how to do that for me was progression. So today, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about how we measure our progression and not our perfection. So right out of the gate then, Heather and Michelle, let's define, what do you think the definition of progression is versus perfectionism?
2: Go for it, marriage and family therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: I don't know. I don't know if that qualifies me to answer the question, but when I see those two words, perfectionism to me means you've already arrived. Progression means you're still on the path. Which, which is what comes to mind Jeez. right away. Okay. And the thing about it is, none of us have arrived. They, we just—it's it, impossible. We were human. We're imperfect people. It doesn't matter how you look at it. We yeah. are. Right. And so as a result, holding ourselves to a standard that is impossible to meet just sets us up to fail. So I like being on the path better. (laughs) I'm going to stay on the path. Stay on the path. Those are different right away. Right. Mm -hmm. Perfectionism means you've already gotten there. And if that's the case, then we should be done. Right. But we're not. So progression
2: means we're still on the path. Love it. What about you, Michelle? That's all I got. It's your turn? No, it's great. I (laughs) I loved it. Um, One of my good friends, Kim Giles, I remember her sharing an analogy with me um, about how uh, we often talk about how life is a test. Mm -hmm. And she said, I get that in principle that, that it's about the choices that we make and the decisions that we make. And she said, but I prefer to think of life as a classroom because a test implies that you should know all the answers and that you should have all the answers, where if life is a classroom, you can learn, so good. you can grow, you can be taught things, and that, that our whole life and existence is meant to say, what can I learn? How can I become the best person? And sure, we have choices to make, and sure, we need to make the best choices possible, but I think that this exists in the perfection part of saying that we are on a path for progress. Our job is to learn as much as we can, to grow as much as we can, to become the best humans we can become. And that it's not about us becoming perfect because we will make mistakes. This human existence is is fraught with um, opportunities for us to really understand how human, in fact, we are. And we never will be um, perfect here,
1: but we should be perfect at our progress. I like that. We should be perfect at our progress. Well, and I love that. I love that analogy,
3: but something that stands out when you say that if it's a test, that means we already have all the knowledge. And what's really interesting is if we in our minds think we have all the knowledge, we actually close ourselves off to learning anything else or seeing any any other options or being open to any to anything, right? And so if that's really how we're viewing it, and we really do feel, you know, that it is a test and so I've I've got all the answers already, it shuts me off to gaining any new knowledge yep. to any other opportunities or possibilities. Which is really sad because we are surrounded by things that can help us on this path to make it easier, to make it better, to make us stronger as we trod. So that idea of closing ourselves off to learning anything new i think is very
1: detrimental it hurts us yeah so i think that brings up what is a block in us once we go down that path of perfectionism if we're focused on perfectionism there're going to be blocks so let's name some other blocks let's let's name some of those um so so
3: for example comparison immediately comes to okay. me. my mind as mm-hmm. a roadblock Okay. Roadblock. 100% if yeah. not a little one like the a huge one insurmountable Mm -hmm. right there will always be someone who will look better be smarter make more money be a better mom be a better. always someone will always if we look at things be better essentially and so if we're constantly comparing it makes it impossible for us to enjoy the progression impossible
1: okay so comparison is a definite perfectionism it's a roadblock to the progression. It's right. an attribute of perfectionism. Absolutely. So that we want to avoid that. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think the extremes of when you use words like never mm-hmm. or always. Absolutely. That also puts you in the category. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolute. Absolute, you know, perfectionism. And it always has to be done this way or I always have to A, B, or C. And I had a coach one time catch me on that. And I didn't realize how often I would say use those words. And so it's important for me now to say, okay, I'm not in the perfectionism mode. Um, I'm, I'm still, I think I'm still a recovering perfectionist and denial that I've ever been one. Cause I've been that lady in that call that basically said, wait a minute, that's not me. Cause I don't have to have a perfect house and I don't have to have such, such, such. So I would look at it and define myself as, Oh, well, I'm not this. So I must not be a perfectionist, mm-hmm. but there's other things that are definitely behaviors that are true Perfectionist, and so I'm I'm a recovering one that is embracing the fact that I I've even thought of being an imperfect perfectionist because I can't even own it I can't even mm-hmm. I can't even claim it. So perfectionism, what does it hold us back from in life? What why is it such a big deal to say I don't want to be perfectionist? Because I will tell you in the 90s, a lot of the literature that I remember reading coming out of college, getting my first job, um, I remember being in interviews where I said right out of the get-go, you know when they say why do I want to hire you and I'd say well I'm a perfectionist you know and it's funny that in in 1991 I was okay saying that big you know I still remember the high-rise Dallas Fort Worth and I'm like wow I'm walking to this huge building and I'm gonna I'm gonna interview for this job and that's something that was okay with me to say whereas fast forward to 2016 life experience whatever and I'm saying that's not what I want to be I would never describe myself nor do I even recognize myself as a perfectionist. So what is it about perfectionism that we're all of a sudden having this conversation saying, we don't want to be her. Why? Why do we care? What's so negative about it?
2: Well, I think that um, there's lots of different aspects of this, but I think that in a lot of ways, one of our deepest, the deepest feelings that comes from a desire to strive for perfection is fear, fear of getting it wrong, fear of failure, fear of someone looking at us and Mm -hmm. saying, You're not good. enough. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough, or even just feeling that ourselves. And so we have to get past the fear of failure because we will, we will fail. Sometimes we will make mistakes. Um, but we have to also that just realize that our desire to make things perfect, um, that isn't ever attainable is a nice recipe for depression. And um, is also damaging to our relationships. Um, I have a friend uh, who I love. Who her daughter said to her once, "You care more about cleaning than playing with me," and she was, and she that it was her struggle. Like she was, she's OCD. She she, but she didn't realize how that need to have her home look perfect affected her relationships. And so I think sometimes it's fear, but I also think it's not seeing the bigger picture We're we're so tight in something small that we don't take a step back to say, wait a minute, how does this affect the things and the people
1: that are most important to me? Perfectionism, it does narrow our vision. It does. When we talk about vision boards and having goals and dreams and picturing our Uh, our life as as the best life to be lived yeah once we put perfectionism in there i think we do we narrow our view so one thing that in this call i came away as one of the takeaways was that if if i was going to be a non-perfectionist i needed to be willing more often to take imperfect action so i want to ask you both when was the last time you were willing to take imperfect action And what was the result? Mm, I like this. I like this conversation. It reminds me
2: of Elevation with Tiffany Peterson because she talks about taking imperfect actions, but she also says, um, perfect, no, committed, yes. And I love that idea where I think that if I'm willing to take imperfect action, if I'm committed to the end goal, if I'm um, 100% involved in knowing that this is what i'm going to accomplish this is what i want to have happen um that i'm willing that i'm committed to to it and that i'm just going to move forward knowing that it might take me lots of different directions but i know what i want in the end but it doesn't have to be one way it can be a number of different ways so part of that is just opening up your mind to it to the possibility that it might be different than what we saw but again, being willing to move forward with whatever knowledge we have. Some people don't move forward because they're worried that their action won't be perfect and they're caught into the perfectionist trap. And what that means is that they are paralyzed by it. And so, like you said, you do have to move forward and take some sort of action um, even to accomplish any kind of goal or else the perfectionism will hold you back.
1: It, it, Elevation. I attended it. This call was a follow up oh, really? to Hurry Bent, and that. so I I came away from and, and just the name Elevation. All of a sudden, it does something to you when you say Elevate. You, you can't help but even my eyebrows go up. Remember that show on eyebrows? It's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a happy, it's a joyful thing. But this this call was really um, was really profound, I think, for many of us, even though we weren't in the same room together, we were all experiencing this individual bearing her soul saying, you know, I can't get past that to-do list. And I so want it I'd love to be able to follow up with her because we don't know each other's numbers. But and just say, okay, while well, you were talking about your to-do list and doodling and doing the colors just right, because in Pinterest they've made it be so beautiful with their new to-do list, you know, take your colored markers and and make all these bullet points and in, in aqua and whatever so she was saying have you, have you seen that the bullet journaling no, okay they're not seeing Michelle see is right turning just shaking her head going I'm not even going there but it turns out that even your th- to-do list is like a work of art and so I did this I started doing this at church to simply do I do a scripture journal so to keep me busy during the worship service and to, so that I can tune into what's being said I write down quotes and so I bring the colored pencils the colored markers and my daughter Zoe likes to do them. So it just happened to be while this dear sweet person is just sharing her feelings and saying, Hey, you know what? I can't even get past my things to do this because it has to be so perfect. And here I am. I look over to the right on my desk and I've got this bullet journal with about 10 things that I'm supposed to do on it. And I thought, you know what? That represents to me inaction. It doesn't represent to me action. So it's a stumbling block for me to get some things done. And it's easy to say, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore for my things to do list. But just an example of something that we think you need to have a to do list, right? But does it have to be art? Now, I'm just using that as an illustration, because you can apply that to anything in your life. Michelle's doing thumbs down, thumbs down. She's like, get it done, get her done, get on Gmail and do a Google Doc. But what is something something that you do to progress instead of be perfectionistic now in these last 15 minutes of the show let's move into so we don't want to be a perfectionist sure we want to strive ultimately for perfection someday but the here and now we need to be willing to take imperfect action as we have been discussing and i love that thought i'm sure um del carnegie has talked about it this comes from the elevation event that michelle spoke of i i know harry s truman he has a wonderful just simple quote that goes right along the lines of this imperfect action beats imperfect inaction every time. You know, if think of all the presidents, all the politicians, all the inventors, if they never took a step knowing that they could fail, we wouldn't have electricity. We wouldn't have penicillin and then go to the mom who, if she just didn't do X, Y, and Z, she would never have the joy for A, B, and C. So whether we're inventing or we're just looking at ourselves as, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, or we can get caught up in the perfectionism so much that our to-do list or the fear, as you spoke of, blocks us from progression. So let's move to this path of progression. Okay, we're getting on this path. What does it look like to you? How do you know when you are on the path of progression? What does your life look, what do you feel like? What, what happens in your life that tells you, I'm in the space of progression, not perfectionism? I, don't,
3: I, I think for me, I mean, I, I've got a couple of things in my head as I sort them out, but one of them is if I'm, if I'm doing right by my family, I'm on the right path because it means I put what I profess to be most important first.
1: So it's so, a priority awareness
3: right, that we've talked about. Right. And okay? so if I'm doing right by them and I know that and I feel, we all feel that we know when we're not making time or we're not doing what we need to or you know, where I'm too worried about this, instead I should be worried about this. So when I'm right by them, I know it. Mm-hmm. And and I'm on a good path. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm headed the right direction. I also am a firm believer, like what you were talking about and what Michelle touched on. I have this great quote. It's, it's too long for me to have it all memorized perfectly, but it sits on our fridge. And it really just explains that immobility actually becomes paralyzing, just like the word you used. And so... I have gotten a lot better at taking whatever first step I know I need to take, even though I can't see where it's going to go. And that's done a ton to let go of the perfectionism and instead focus on the progression. And so lots of times I take the first step and I'm the first one to say I have got no clue what's next. I don't understand why I took it. I just know that was the step. It isn't perfect. It isn't even pretty. It's pretty ugly, actually. But I took it. And as a result, the progress continues. but but not taking that first step, it's paralyzing. And so I think mean, that's been something really big too. And to be honest, I don't care what other people think, like I used
2: to care. I think you and I have to let that go a little bit. I mean, I think that I you talk about enlightenment and enlightenment to me truly was figuring out that at the end of the day, if I make right by me and not by anyone else, yes. That is what matters, and I think that that to talk about perfectionism, I think that you do have to start with priorities because you have to start with what's impo- what's most important. Um, but I also think that if you think about your priorities and the things that you want to have accomplished, and and you're out there being a mom and you're rocking it in the world, and there are other things that you want to do, I think the second part of of that is is persistence because. I think that if like, let's say, for example, that there's a goal that you want to attack and you're attacking it with perfectionism and not progression and you're frustrated that it's not working, well, then you'll quit. Because it, yeah. it won't work the way that you want it to work. And often. You're going to lose energy. Well, and it traps you again, right? It, right? it hinders you from being able to
3: see other options to still accomplish your goal.
2: Right. It's like, wait, the path didn't go straight through. I'm out. Yeah. It's, and then we're like, doomed. it's a sign. I do it. Yeah. Right. It's a sign. I quit. Yeah. I'm not supposed to do it's it It's too anymore. hard. Right? It's too hard or yeah. it's not meant to be. Um, when uh, perfection will tell you it's not meant to be because it didn't go right. But progress will tell you how can I try again. And I think that if we are committed to the persistence of it, that persistence and perf- and progression can be friends, persistence and perfection can't. And the things that we care about most are the things that will take the most time. And I watch women who are really down on themselves, even just being a mother, their most important priority because they make a mistake or because they yell at their kids or because um, they forgot a paper at school or they're, they, they're so into being the, a perfect mom that they're not being the the progress mom Mm -hmm. of how can I become better? And it will never be perfect. And so you have to let that go. But as we are persistent in doing the best that we can, we will find the greatest joy there because we don't give up because we don't let it go. Um, And that applies to, to my business just as much as it Mm -hmm. applies to my home that I have to be committed to the, to the persistent and the per and the progress of it so that I can move forward because I, Anytime I hit up with the perfection, that's what makes me stop. Well, and and I think there's a place too where
3: you grab onto the things that you do well, and you celebrate those things.
1: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
3: Without just because I celebrate one thing doesn't mean that the things that aren't up to that. I don't want to say level, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That, that don't come as easy or, or aren't in that same category that now I'm less of a person because I've got some down here, just like I've got some up here. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's really important to take what is, what it is that is yours, that whether it comes natural or whether you've worked hard or it's something, you know, you can do or you do love and, and celebrate the heck out of that being a part of who you are and a, and a strength that buoys you in your progress and along your path. And, you know, you mix that with your priorities and you've got a really good recipe for success, mm-hmm. for moving forward, for being happy mm-hmm. moving forward. And I think that's a big one. Perfection just it kills our ability to be happy. It, it does. kills mm-hmm. it. Because we can't ever attain that, which means I'm always failing. Mm-hmm. And feeling less than. Yeah. Always right? Yeah. Because if we can't ever get there, but yet I, I'm striving, then I'm yeah. always a failure. And so yeah. but and we pick and choose, right? We like do. I even think in our house I something that's a priority to me is that this is so stupid is that clean underwear and socks are in my kids and my husband's drawers. I know that sounds really dumb my instead, husband of, would appreciate instead that. of in the he dryer doesn't have that right now. <laughs> instead of in the dryer. So that matters for okay. some reason. Dusting nah, it's not, not as much. Yeah. The underwear thing I care I care more right it's more of a priority. The dusting like, yeah, maybe in the major areas, but, like, I know I have a china cabinet. I haven't dusted. I won't even tell you. I don't even remember the last time I took all the china out and dusted all the shelves.
1: I know it needs it. I, so, so what? Yeah. I let that one go five years ago, the last time I dusted <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Well, I, re- I remember I was on the couch this summer, and the fan with really high ceilings, oh, yeah, and, yeah. The fan the ceiling and the fan got turned down and the attachment of lint, or whatever you want to call it, whoosh, comes out and floats through the air. And I'm laying there looking at it, and I'm like... Oh my heavens, how many years have we lived in this house? And I've never, because it's, it's, I don't know, it's a, I want to say a hundred foot ceiling. There's no such thing, but you know, <laughs> it's a big ceiling and I can't get up there. So I got to look on Amazon and find out what entrapment thing I can get to get that down. But if I were to value what kind of a housekeeper I was, and then no, I physically was not going to be able to but clean up the dust. But if you
3: yourself by that dust, then you're yeah, no good. Exactly. But if you. I say,
1: "Oh my heavens, you know, thank goodness this summer before this and this happened, we went swimming or we took a trip to California or whatever," and the value—it's so important to look at progression as the real happiness. I, I love this conversation. A perfect path, it's not real. It will be in the eternities, it will be in the existence after this, but right now, a yeah, progressive but have dust path dust is real. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> you won't have to <laughs> dust, won't that be great? So what is something that you are committed to do to progress a little greater? What area of your life are you committed to saying, you know what, this is one thing I can do. Let me step back and just paint, again, a bit of, uh, put this in perspective. So the call that I spoke of at the beginning of the show, the woman that is expressing her feelings, that says, okay, I can't get past the things to do list. And so the business coach, who is Tiffany Peterson, says on the call, could I just ask you to commit to doing one thing to move forward each day? So as I write that on my piece of paper, then next to it, I wrote down three things that I could do to just simply move forward. And I like that because guess what? I can move forward. I can't finish the 20 things on my list, Mm -hmm. but I can do one of them. And that simple change of mindset doesn't set me up as, oh, I'm a failure because I can't do 20. It simply just tells me, hey, I did that one thing. So that's what? why
3: I only write down the things I have already done. Oh, so good. my to do list is always. <laughs> right. And then you go through.
1: Oh, I love that. You know, I actually was told that by a counselor um, once to say, "Hey, you down. need to write down kidding. and I keep write track down. of things you've accomplished." And so for for yeah. two weeks, that was my assignment, and I I, st- I kept it. I never finished doing it, but it was very satisfying for me to look at. Oh my heavens! I had to write down everything from you know, picking up a sock to driving my child to school. But yeah, that's, we're moving
3: For forward, sure. right? Well, and I can't be the only one who writes a to do list and then realizes I haven't checked anything off yet. And so to feel better, I write the things I did do at the bottom and put checks next <laughs> to it,
1: right? Well, please tell me I'm not the only one who's done that. Cause I can't I- imagine you are. So where are you committed? What's your live committed goal, Michelle, to be on that path of progression? Where are you right now? What's something you want to say? This so this is what I want to do.
2: I got a little bit sidetracked in our conversation looking at bullet journals. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I heard every word do you, you want to do one now. <laughs> no, I don't. The, the truth is, is that the right kind of system is the system that you'll use. Sure. Okay? For some people, if they want to use the bullet journal or something else, that's totally great. I use other things. I like my phone. I like writing stuff down. I'm still a pen and paper kind of girl. Um, And to Heather's point of sometimes I do check things off, but I think for me, what my most grounding ritual, if you will, that has helped me focus on progress, not perfection, is gratitude journaling at the end of the day. And we've talked about this before, but it's kind of like checking things off the list. Mm -hmm. It's saying this worked Mm -hmm. and it's going back to celebrating what did happen and what did work for me and what did where you well, are strong, where it's strong, because if I focus on all the things that go wrong, mm-hmm. then it I am paralyzed. But if I can focus on the things that went right in all the aspects of my life, then I am much better able to handle what comes next. I'm much better able to handle the problems that do come because I'm rooted in what's good instead of focusing on what didn't work because it yeah every any given day there are plenty of things that didn't work and on our worst days more things went wrong than went right but at the end of the day if I can acknowledge all the things that did go well I am much better suited to handle the next day to handle and process the challenges and to be mindful that in the darkest and hardest times God does preserve us on our path and he does give us the things he hands us the daily bread and he gives us the opportunities to say this is working continue and if we can't have the goals to continue because we're so locked in perfectionism that we shut down that's why I have to make gratitude a big part of what I do well, unlike what you're saying, if we're so focused on the perfectionism, we can't see what
3: we're grateful for. Right. We, we can't even see yeah. it. We can't it's even start the journal, right? Yes, yeah. it is. It's another blocker. It, it keeps us from being able to feel gratitude. And I mean, we all know an inability f- to feel gratitude is got its own myriad of problems. And so the perfectionism makes it so that we, we can't even see the good. Mm-hmm. We can't even see what's going right. We can't even see where we're strong or where we're, we're trying.
2: And isn't that what keeps us really from becoming who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. The ways that we're held back. Yeah.
1: I love this discussion. I like where we've taken it. And I know there's more we can, we can expound on this path of progression. And, and possibly what comes to mind is expounding it at some point to go into how do we then show our children that it is about progression mm-hmm. as they learn and as they grow. And are they looking to us as examples of women who progress, not women who are perfect because my wonderful daughter Sydney came to me um last week and and she'd made a mistake and we talked about just simply I said Sid what's the lesson learned and get back on the path and I actually use those words get back on the path lesson learned think about what the lesson is learned and get back on the path so that's a simple way to just close out the show and say that's how I'm going to choose to live committed to this path of progression and not perfectionism I'm going to say what's the lesson learned And just make sure I get back on the path. Even if you get off that path, guess what? You can still get back on it because you can move forward. You're not going backwards. You're moving forward to get on that path. So thank you for joining us. Find yourself some living room by living a progression, not a perfectionism life. And thanks for joining us. Find us on Facebook, find us on iTunes, and have a beautiful, wonderful, progressive day.
0: Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.